Hello, everyone. My name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. You can go check out my site at myersdetox.com. And like there and on this podcast, we discuss everything related to heavy metal and chemical detox and inform you about alternative healthcare. And today we're going to be talking about root canals versus implants and if all root canals are created equal, are all root canals bad? The answer may surprise you. We have Dr. Val Cantor on the show. She's an integrative endodontist who does root canal treatments and uh, biological dentistry, but she's very, very advanced. She's been very proactive in educating herself, uh, You know, just consuming everything she can, all the research uh, to help her patients uh, not only avoid root canals, but helping to regrow their roots, uh, doing properly done root canals if needed, um, and just a really, really advanced techniques that we talk about today on the show. So we're going to be discussing uh, new ways to regenerate your teeth, nerves, and clean infection in the root that can prevent the need for root canal treatments in the first place. You don't get that at your conventional dentist office. We'll talk about the pitfalls of conventional root canal treatments, including infection, systemic inflammation, and the high failure rates, which studies show can lead to major health issues, especially the increase in the number of root canal treatments that you have, uh, the increased uh, chance of developing major chronic health issues. And we'll discuss that and why. And why not all root canals are to be avoided. Kind of the conventional wisdom, even among biological dentists, is that you shouldn't ever do root canals and just pull the tooth and get an implant. And that's really kind of black and white. We discussed why that isn't the case and the alternatives. And we'll talk about new root canal techniques that don't have the infection issues and infection rates seen with traditional root canal treatments that are conventionally done today. And also why you don't want to do a root canal treatment with a regular dentist. So you need to see an endodontist that specializes in this procedure and we discuss why. And we'll talk about the pros and cons of implants and the testing that should be done before choosing an implant, and new research uh, that's showing you can actually regrow teeth. You can create this scaffolding in your mouth and then your body will regrow a new tooth. So you don't have to get an implant. So it's really, really exciting. So fantastic show today. I know you guys listening are you know concerned about the heavy metal levels you have in your body and toxin levels in your environment. So I wanted to create, create a really quick quiz that you can take that will give you the relative levels of toxins in your body based on some lifestyle questions. And so you can take that at heavymetalsquiz.com and following that you get your results based on your quiz and you'll get a free video series that educates you on the most common questions and frequently asked questions that people have when they're thinking about doing a detox. Where do you start? What are the number one mistakes people make? Some supplements that you need that are key to do a detox. So you get that free video series after you take the quiz at heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today, Dr. Val Cantor, is a third generation dentist, board certified endodontist, 
naturopath and certified practitioner of integrative biological dentistry and medicine. She is the founder of Integrative Endodontics, a Los Angeles-based clinic and a way of practice that takes a holistic approach to root canal therapy and other regenerative dental procedures. The focus is on relieving patients' pain and getting to the root cause of infections and diseases affected by the oral systemic connection. This patient-centered approach involves a combination of high-tech modalities, biomaterials, and compassionate care that stimulate natural healing and physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Dr. Cantor is on a global mission to integrate her unique qualifications and experience into effectively fostering positive social and wellness changes by raising the consciousness of the medical and dental community. You can learn more about Dr. Cantor and work with her at i-endo.com. Dr. Cantor, thank you so much for coming on the show. Very, very excited to be here, Wendy. Thanks for having me. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself and how you got into what is essentially biological integrative endodontics. But first, tell us what exactly is endodontics? So endodontics in itself, endo means inside, dontia means the tooth. So it's essentially doing treatment and procedures deep inside of a tooth. Um, traditional endodontics is very different than what I have found myself in today, and it was quite a journey to get me here. I started uh, off as a little child running around my dad's dental office when I was a kid, and uh, so I grew up around dentistry, really mainstream dentistry. Uh, his uncle was a dentist, and it's in the family. So went through my journey and uh, went to the University of Florida for 10 years. So I was in Florida, in Gainesville, Florida, a very small town very concentrated on school and just doing my thing. The day I finished, I went ahead and moved out to California. I was ready for the big city life or the weather, much less bugs and things like that over on the <laughs> California side. <laughs> and I really started my journey of self-exploration. And it's interesting in dentistry because you have to set yourself you know, out from the crowd. In California, specifically in Los Angeles, there's a dentist on every corner. Now, being a specialist, there are much less of, of, of us around, but still, there's plenty. There's plenty that any dentist can refer to. So it's a pretty interesting thing trying to figure out how you practice and how you set yourself apart. And it kind of just happened for me naturally. I was, I was you know, going to yoga and starting to learn about meditation. And on that journey, it actually took me into understanding about fluoride, water fluoridation, the effect on the pineal gland. And then from there, I dove really deep and started learning about the effects of fluoride on the entire body. I worked closely with the Fluoride Action Network, and uh, just that opened up a new world for me. Learned about amalgam fillings and the damages that that could be, ca be causing. And it really stopped me in my tracks because I had been practicing dentistry with passion and really getting in this purely to help people, to make them feel better, to get them out of pain and get rid of infections, specifically in the field of endodontics. Like that's what we do is we help people through pain and infection and, and trying to save their teeth uh, so they can eat, smile, be happy. And so it was when I started learning more about the root canal controversy, it hit me pretty hard. And so I figured there has to be a way I, I have to find an answer to this. And I spent years doing continuing education every other weekend. I, every single dollar I made, I put towards education and, and really diving deep and 
found uh, found out about ozone therapy and then laser therapy and PRF using these biological agents that we can actually just take from the body and use these these agents to put back in in specific ways that will help the body regenerate naturally. So it's been it's been a journey to to develop this practice of integrative endodontics, which is essentially putting together all of the pieces of the puzzle and really looking at patients um, in a unique way uh, using precision-based medicine or dentistry, looking at each person and you know looking at their genetics, looking at their nutrition, and starting to break down what treatments are going to actually be best for you, what may be a burden on your body, and then customizing that treatment plan for each patient. Yeah, and primarily like what you do is root canals. And uh, are there any other th procedures that you do in your practice? Absolutely. My main passion is regenerative dentistry, regenerative endodontics. So regenerative endodontics is basically keeping alive any part of that, the pulp, which is that nerve complex deep inside of our tooth uh, that's taken out in a root canal procedure. Regenerative endodontics is about keeping that alive regenerating it completely, trying to grow it back from scratch. Um, so I do have a lot of patients that come and see me that were told by multiple people, hey, you need a root canal treatment, and we're actually able to prevent it, save the tooth, and keep the vitality in that tooth, which is so important. Our teeth have a very highly sensitive feedback system to the brain. It's actually the fastest response in the human body or sorry, second fastest only to blinking. So that how you can blink so quickly if something's about to get into your eye. Your, your muscles of the jaw when you're biting down, maybe you've bitten on something really hard before, like a little piece of sand or a rock or something in your food that accidentally got in, your jaw muscles immediately know to release. These are fast reactive fibers inside of the pulp or the nerve tissue deep inside the tooth. So when you have a root canal procedure, those are removed. That, that's, um, it's troublesome because you'll end up biting harder on teeth that have root canal treatment done to them. So you have to be careful. And the dentist really has to know how to restore those teeth and in the big picture of your bite, put them back in place. So there are still nerves around the outside of the tooth called the periodontal ligament. So even if you've had a root canal procedure, those periodontal ligament nerves provide neurofeedback to your brain, which is awesome. So you can still feel how you're chewing and, and you can get this complex system, this orchestra that's going on of signals to the brain. So you can move your food around put it into a bolus, swallow it, and you can still get the nutrition that you needed by breaking those teeth down, breaking the food down. Yeah, and we're gonna get into restoration in a minute. And I wanted to focus first on the conventional wisdom around root canals, because you know uh, many people that are aware of biological dentistry, uh, they say that all root canals are bad. And so what do you say to that? Because there's I, I think there's like a spectrum there. Everyone is different. There's a time and a place for certain procedures. And there's times when people need root canals as opposed to just pulling the tooth. So a lot of biological dentists are saying, don't do root canals, just pull the tooth. What do you say to that? Yeah, most um, a, a big percentage of biological dentists who are basing their wisdom and their knowledge off of studies, incredible studies that Dr. Weston Price did 100 years ago, where he took infected root canal treated teeth and he put them under the skin of rabbits. And he saw that the diseases that the person had that that tooth came from immediately started to develop in the rabbit. So this was very profound in that time. And biological dent dentistry is using these studies um, 
in in order to say, hey, all of these root canals have to go. But even Weston Price said himself, there's certain individuals that are susceptible to these systemic illnesses being caused by extra inflammation in the body, say caused by a, a root canal infection that's festering in the mouth. Um, but some people are absolutely fine if they have a proper treatment done, the infection is cleared, they can heal beautifully from that. And so there's a growing group, especially of younger professionals in the biological dental community that are more accepting. And I think one of the most important things for all of them to understand, and specifically for patients to understand, is that there is advanced technology out there now that has completely changed the scene when it comes to endodontics. The way that root canal procedures have been done for the last hundred years is it's just not adequate. Even the AAE, the American Association of Endodontists, who are the, the overseeing organization for all endodontists, they say, hey, we're not able to completely clean these teeth out all the way. We're not able to get out all of the debris and all of the toxins. And that can be an issue, of course, but that was 10 years ago. We're starting to see that, hey, maybe we can actually clean these teeth out and sterilize them in the way that we need to. And so what happens? So when someone just goes get a regular old root canal from their dentists and mm -hmm. it's just packed with this, the, the standard materials, what, what happens in, in that tooth that then can affect someone's health negatively? Yeah, uh, this is a big question and, and this is so important. And this is really one of my calls to action for your listeners is that, hey, if you're told you need a root canal procedure, you need to find a specialist. Uh, there's over 20 million root canal procedures, probably more, done every year in the U.S. And most of those, 75%, are performed by general dentists. Now, general dentists, when they're trained in school, do a handful of root canals, less than 10 for sure, uh, some schools even less than five. So any additional training they get is from just their own, you know, continuing education or representatives from different companies that come in and tell them how to do the procedures. But most of them are not using magnification, high power, like a microscope, which is really, really important. You know, a lot of dentists use, they're called loops and they have little magnifiers on the glasses, but some of them are only looking at two, three times um, of magnification, where in the microscope, you can get up to 20 times magnification. So you can find things inside these teeth that need to be cleaned that are otherwise missed. And I see it all the time in my practice. The second major thing is finding someone who's using activated irrigation using either, either laser technology or there's another technology using sound energy called gentle wave. So we'll talk a little bit about more about those today. But first, traditional root canals, the way that they're clean is the dentist makes a small opening inside of the tooth and tries to locate the main channels of the where the nerve lies. And then they use manual irrigation, meaning they have a syringe filled with cleaning solutions. It's usually sodium hypochlorite which is more commonly known as bleach. And they, they take that solution and they just start manually flushing inside the tooth with a little small needle on the end of the syringe. Now, that's getting some debris out, but it's surely not getting all of the debris and it's not cleaning deep into the tubules and small crevices that exist in these teeth. So that's the way that it's being done, unfortunately, most of the time. Most people that have root canal treated teeth in their mouth, that's how it was performed. It's astonishing how many of these actually work and actually heal. And we see it all the time. We see healing. We see patients as endodontists come in with giant lesions or infections in their jawbone. And a year later, we see resolution of those. So that's why there's this 
huge split. You have biological dentists over here saying, hey, these things are toxic. But then you have endodontists saying, hey, my patients are getting better and they're saving their teeth. And there's got to be a, a middle row. So what I'm actively doing and out teaching is trying to educate endodontists about nutrition and other things that we need to incorporate this integrative model of dentistry. And I'm trying to help open up the biological dentist and teach them about new technology that's available and how skilled some of these specialists are. So it's a it's a twisty path, but we're getting there. And, you know, I've committed my career to help raise awareness and to teach as many dental professionals as possible and to open up the eyes of the public so they know they need to see a specialist. Yes. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to have you on because this information is so key and it's not, I haven't, the stuff you were talking about, I haven't heard anywhere really Mm. and and all the information that I consume about this stuff. And so, so after someone irrigates the tooth, Mm -hmm. there is substances that are packed in there to kind of in an attempt to seal the tooth. Um, What is going on there and what can go wrong in that process? So what, what kind of bacteria can grow and can Mm -hmm. there be systemic infections from this root canal? Like what's going on there? So absolutely. If once these teeth are cleaned, especially using the traditional way, we know there's bacteria and there's debris and things left behind. And from that point, you know, the general area of the canal may, may look semi-clean or, you know, it may look clean to the naked eye or even under a microscope with 20 times magnification, I can't see dentinal tubules on these small areas. So, you know, we do our best to clean the teeth and then they're filled with um, probably 99% of dentists out there and specialists are using gutta percha, which um, isn't, you know, mostly a natural substance. It's actually from a tree. It's what's inside golf balls, but there are some heavy metals and things that they put in there in order to make them visible in a radiograph or in an x-ray that you have taken at the office um, after the procedure. Cause we need to know how, how it's sealed generally is the whole root canal filled from top to bottom at least. Okay. And so that's traditionally what's been done. Now there's, we know there's gaps around this sort of plasticky material and sealers are used. And there's been a variety of ones used over the years. Zinc oxide, eugenol cements were um, very popular back in the day. Then they moved to resin cements. What we're finding is that all of these cements over time shrink. So what happens when something shrinks and retracts? We leave gaps and those gaps are prime for any bacteria that were left in the teeth or toxins to travel through. And yes, of course, they can make their way out into the bloodstream. And then they we find that these bacteria start to congregate in areas that are already susceptible. For example, if you have plaque building up in some of your arteries around your heart, these bacteria find them and they go and they create a home there. There was a study that looked at these heart attacks in 100 patients. They took the plaques out and they started looking what's in these plaques. There was tons of bacteria in them and most of them were from oral bugs. A lot of them, the majority were from failing root canal bugs. So the bugs that you see that are very persistent and they stick around even after a root canal procedure is is done. Yeah. I mean, I've even, like I had some results done. I went to Dr. Panapur mm-hmm. and then I worked with you also to try to, you know, tag team what to do with some of my teeth. And uh, in one of my, my root canals, there was uh, just all, all different types of bacteria. And it was kind of shocking to see those results. But but what kind of bacteria can be growing in, in the root canals? Well, the ones that are most pathogenic for us are are these anaerobic bacteria. They get into these areas where there's not a lot of oxygen and then they start to transform 
black pigmented bacteria, um, Bacteroides, Porphymonas. I see them all the time. I, I literally see black material coming out of these teeth and it's it's toxic. They thrive. They start talking to each other. It's called quorum sensing when these bacteria communicate and they transform into very, very, very virulent pathogens. So are there safer and more advanced ways of performing a root canal therapy? Can you go into some of the the things, advanced procedures and materials that you use when you do uh, elect to do a root canal on someone? Yes, absolutely. So this is my second call to action for your listeners is that if you are told you need a root canal procedure, find a specialist was one and find a specialist that's specifically using advanced irrigation technology. That's either the Fatona Erbium YAG laser, which uses laser activated irrigation or the gentle wave system. So I'll break each one of them down for you. The laser activated irrigation is used with a Erbium YAG laser. Now Erbium YAG is the type of crystal that's inside of the laser. And when energy goes through this crystal, it creates a certain wavelength of light. Now our human eye cannot see this wavelength, it's 2,940 nanometers long. But what happens is this wavelength is very specific to target water molecules. What happens is the water actually gets a shock wave formed in it when each photon of light hits it. So inside of a root canal system, instead of just manually flushing, the example that I use is if you had a bathtub that was just completely dirty, there's you know mold growing on this thing. If you just fill the bathtub up with water, and splash around a little bit and then drain it, you're not gonna be cleaning any of that. But if you have a tsunami that comes through the window, it's potentially gonna clean all of that stuff off the, off the tub. And that's what's happening inside this really tiny space in the root canal. We're able to put the laser um, tip just at the top of the tooth into a solution that creates shock waves that travel down and in every crevice of the tooth and it completely disrupts the biofilm on contact. I have videos of biofilm that you just see just getting thrashed and it's gone in seconds. <laughs> so nuke that I biofilm. Know, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I know it works because I've seen it and I've seen the, the healing that can happen afterwards. It's an incredible tool. Now, um, that laser does many other things. I actually use it for re- the regenerative dentistry I was telling you about. So when, when patients come in, if you have a deep cavity that's close to the nerve and your dentist is using a traditional drill to clean it out, When you're using the drill, you're removing the superficial decay, but you're getting deeper and deeper and closer to that vulnerable nerve tissue. And what are you doing? You're driving bacteria in the metal instruments down and towards the the nerve tissue. So you're actually bringing bacteria into the deeper structures unless you have a series of 10 sterile burrs and you're changing it throughout the procedure, which I don't know very many people doing that. I maybe know one or two. The beauty of a laser is that with every pulse of energy that hits the tooth, it's a sterile pulse. So you're just evaporating the decayed tooth structure. So you can get down to the nerve very gently and you can keep the nerve alive. Even if you actually touch the nerve with the laser energy, it just cleans and sterilizes it. And it all has to do with the certain parameters and settings that you have on the laser. You can affect different tissues differently. So while I can cut into tooth structure with a higher setting, I can gently remove parts of inflamed nerve with a lower setting and preserve the healthy nerve underneath, or I can stimulate water inside a root canal system and create shock waves. And they're all with just different settings, just a couple touches on the, on the screen of this very advanced laser system. So this is my go-to, and I highly recommend that every endodontist and dentist start looking into laser dentistry, and specifically the Fatona or an Erbium YAG 
laser is the way to go because of its affinity for water. And our bodies are made of water, mostly water, right? So that's why it works so well in the human body. It actually even tightens the tissue. You can get rid of wrinkles and all of these procedures done just from inside the mouth. So it's a pretty phenomenal machine. Now, the other way to clean root canal systems out is to use the gentle wave. This is using sound energy. We all know about sound healing and vibrations in the body. I mean, we all respond to these different frequencies, right? So this sound um, healing, it creates a platform, a closed system, and it cups over the tooth. And then it uses a suction and a vacuum and this huge power of uh, irrigating solution starts getting flushed into the tooth. And then the sound waves are generated and that disrupts and cleans the inside of the tooth. Now, this company, Gentle Wave, is making huge strides and really getting out to all of the endodontists across the U.S. So it's very easy to find an endodontist in your area using the Gentle Wave technology. Just go to GentleWave.com, find a practitioner, and you'll get a list of specialists in your area that's using it. So that's a call to action is, hey, check that out. You can also go to fatona.com and find out, hey, where are these laser dentists? I want to see one because besides just the root canal story and, and endodontics, the laser can really change the whole way you practice dentistry. And I've discovered that myself over the last five years. Now, what part does ozone play in, in when you're working with root canals and saving teeth? Ozone's amazing. Again, I'm so grateful that I I discovered it um, and entered into the world that had already been there for a very long time, but I was late to the party, um, but just in time. So uh, ozone is incredible. It, there, you can use it in two ways. You can use it as a antimicrobial. So it's going to kill viruses, any pathogens, bacteria, fungi, all of it's on contact. So you can imagine how important that is when you're dealing with dental infections. It can also stimulate your own immune system in a natural way. So I use it in both ways. Um, As far as cleaning out the root canal procedure, it's my final step. So after I use the laser throughout the procedure, and then I use the gentle wave at the end, then I go back to the laser. So I'm really hitting it hard with everything that I can. Then the final step, once once the channels are open, I put the ozone gas in and I, I use a small needle to go all the way down to the tip of the root. And sometimes I can even extend it out into the bone where the infection is. And I start applying a proper dose of the ozone for a proper amount of time. And that varies depending on the size of the infection. But the ozone gas can infiltrate into areas that liquid you know, can't get. Gas is obviously going to be the easiest to penetrate into some of these areas. So it's a good adjunct in my practice. It's really, really helpful in the regenerative endodontics. So if I'm trying to prevent a root canal and keep a nerve alive, I found that the ozone is actually the best thing to calm the nerve down if it's bleeding, to sterilize the surface of these deep fillings, okay, underneath these deep fillings, and then placing the proper biomaterials, okay? So we have new materials that are called bioceramics in dentistry, and they're amazing. They're, they're basically made of minerals, and they can actually stimulate your own body's stem cells to recruit them to the area and to grow the necessary tissue. So if it's near nerve tissue, it'll grow nerve structure or dentin. It'll actually, if you put the material right on top of the pulp, the pulp cells make our dentin. They make our tooth structure. It comes from the pulp, the soft tissue. So if you put the material on the pulp, you'll actually grow new tooth structure. It's incredible. So I see it all the time. We, we do the treatment and a year later we take an image and you can see a new layer of tooth structure that has grown down under the material. Very, very, very cool stuff. 
Wow. And so when you are, when you're doing, so you do a root canal and then you're, what is the material that you use to pack it, to, mm-hmm. to fill it in, to kind of seal it off? So that same bioceramic. So the way that I've been practicing for the last couple of years is I actually inject the bioceramic material. It starts off as a liquid. And then over a few hours, especially in the presence of any humidity coming from in and around the tooth, it starts to set and it expands on its setting. So while most old materials would shrink and you get gaps, this actually expands, but it only expands a little bit, um, just enough to kind of seep into some of those little crevices and it, it creates a very alkaline environment. So the pH gets up to 10, 11 when you place this material. So it's antibacterial in itself and it recruits cells to start healing infections that may be in and around the, around the tooth in the bone. So it's an incredible material. It's like calcium, calcium, silica is in there, zirconia. Um, so all of these elements work together to create a, a beautiful thing that the body has really been accepting well in dentistry. Yeah, when you explain this to me, because I was, uh, you know, came into your office and you were trying to decide if my tooth, one of my teeth were salvageable or not, or if I needed to have it pulled, and ultimately the root had already died long ago, and then there was a big crack in the tooth and I had to have it pulled, so I was, I was hoping I could save it. Um, but like when someone does get a root canal, um, at the root canal that you perform, how long can, can that last? Because we know some root canals fail or some root canals will start to grow infection. Um, what is the, the life of the type of root canal that you perform? A root canal can last for your entire lifetime if it's done properly and if you're healthy enough and you don't have a ton of systemic inflammation in your body. And the third important key is that you have to keep that tooth very clean. A root canal tooth is not like any other tooth in your mouth. It doesn't have all of the natural defense mechanisms anymore. So it's extra vulnerable. So you have to make sure you're flossing and brushing that tooth and that your gums around the tooth are very healthy. If your gums are bleeding around a root canal tooth, you're asking for a disaster because bacteria will get around the outside of the tooth and then they can start to diffuse in because there's no protection mechanism inside the tooth anymore. So that's really, really important. The materials itself, will last. It, they hold up. They do really well. They don't dissolve in oral tissues. So potentially it could last the rest of your life. The reason that these root canals are failing is because there's bacteria and toxins left behind. There's sometimes completely missed roots. Dentists aren't finding all of the channels in there, which is a major issue. And a lot of times teeth can crack like yours. If you have a cracked tooth, I definitely recommend you take it out because bacteria will always be able to find their way in that crack and it will continue to recontaminate the tooth so that I'm glad you went with that um, decision. What's really, really important and my third call of action to your listeners is If you have had a root canal treatment in the past, or even just had a lot of extensive dentistry or crowns or restorations, go get a 3D scan, a 3D cone beam CT scan. It's actually the number one thing to do if you've ever had a root canal procedure in your mouth. The reason is we can detect four times the amount of infections in the mouth than you can with just a normal x-ray. It's you will not believe when you look at a normal x-ray, everything looks absolutely fine. And then you look at the 3D scan and there's a huge infection the size of a centimeter in the jaw that you could not even detect with a normal x-ray image. And the studies say, yeah, 400% chance of diagnosing properly if you're using 3D imaging. So you don't want to take the scans all the time. You want to get one and then you can always follow up if you have a few procedures You can follow up years later and check and make sure they're working. And that's part of our recall program is we bring you back, 
we take a scan when it's the right amount of time after we make sure the tooth's healing and we support the the body using ozone in the other mechanism of ozone, which is the immunomodulary um, mechanism where we can inject ozone around the teeth to stimulate your immune system, keeping blood flow to the to the area, increasing ATP and collagen synthesis in the area. And that's also performed with our laser treatment, our low-level laser treatment, which is a little different than the other parts that I was telling you about where you're working on the tooth. Low-level laser treatment, think your infrared, your near-infrared saunas. We have a laser that it's, uh, you know, it's the idea of that, but the wavelength is so powerful. It penetrates through the whole jaw so we can stimulate all of the cells in and around the tooth to make sure it's healthy. So this is all part of our recall program with our patients. Yeah, that's fantastic because it's, it like you said, it's so important to get this cone beam scan and they don't have these at regular conventional dentist's office and, and they're not terribly expensive. I found a place where it was $200 uh, yeah. near me in Orange County to get one. They're not terribly mm-hmm. expensive and I'm sure it's, there might be some insurance that pays for it, um, but this is so key. Like if you're looking to get pro- proper dental care and because if, if you if you wait like it's safe you have a tooth that has an infection in it and, or you have a cavity and then you just wait and wait and wait don't do anything about it it can eventually turn into a root canal and it's much more expensive and much more problematic to address so you want to catch this stuff as early as possible absolutely and, and one other thing that comes to mind when you say that is I have some patients that have been you know with a biological dentist for years and they come and see me and they say, Hey, you know, I didn't want to have a root canal cause I know how bad that is. And I take an image and I see a huge infection on their tooth. And I'm like, Hey, this is where it comes to a, a misunderstanding in the terminology. There's, there's a few terms that are thrown around like root canal. It, it gets confusing for, I think the public and even dentists, we're not talking about it properly. A root canal is a space, an anatomical structure in every one of your your teeth. A root canal treatment is when you have the procedure done. And a root canal treated tooth is a tooth that has had that procedure done. So when when people are saying, oh, root canals are correlated with all of these systemic illnesses, heart disease, cancer, et cetera, what they really mean and what the research actually shows is that a root canal infection, which is the fourth term. It's not a tooth that's had a root canal. It's a tooth that has an infection around the root that can be in a necrotic or dead tooth, or that can be in a root canal treated tooth. Those are the two ways you're going to see those infections. It's called apical, meaning apical around the root, periodontitis, inflammation in the periodontium or the area around the tooth. Apical periodontitis, there's a ton of research coming out how it's connected with systemic illnesses. Even in the mainstream journals now, they're saying, hey, it's increasing CRP levels in the body. It's increasing all of those pro-inflammatory cytokines and mediators. And so there's a direct connection now. It's not just, you know, there's a very strong correlation. So we have to start addressing them. So I tell those patients, hey, when they come in and they've been avoiding a root canal procedure, but they have a root canal infection, I'm like, you actually have what you're trying to avoid. You have the worst case scenario right now. So it's important that you you do something about it. And injecting ozone is is can be helpful and it's a temporary fix in some cases, but it it cannot, ozone travels through the blood. So if you have a, a dead nerve, there's no blood flow in there anymore. So while it can kind of help the immune system deal with the infection that's around the outside of the tooth and the bone, it cannot get up inside the tooth. 
the ozone cannot travel up inside the tooth if the tooth is dead. Therefore, you have to actually go inside and clean it or you have to take the tooth out. Now, there's consequences to taking your teeth out. One, you're cutting off the neural network that tells your brain what's going on and those beautiful um, feedback mechanisms we were talking about earlier when you're chewing on your teeth, you're, you're losing that if you take your tooth out. Um, and it's a domino effect. It's starting the less teeth you have. Now you're more likely to get some of these neurodegenerative diseases because you're not using these, these nerve pathways that were given to us. And, and then of course you're cutting off that meridian channel. And, and that's something else that we work with. And I know, you know, a lot about energy flow in the body and, you know, I have a, my health device as well. And like, I, I learned about you years ago, actually just kind of searching and reading about that online. And so I was thrilled to, to meet you and to have you over. And I just talked to Cyril a couple of days ago and he said, hello. And, um, <laughs> so we use that in our practice too. And, and of course we can address certain, certain regions and certain meridian lines by treating these areas, because even if a procedure was done beautifully and the area heals, we know there's still scarring there. And so I teach my patients how to recreate energy flow in that area. There are certain like yin yoga poses where you can do acupressure on certain areas on the meridian line. So there's a lot of cool things that you can do at even at home by, you know, getting a my health device or doing some of these things to keep energy flowing into these areas. Yeah, it was really, really interesting because I had a root canal on this very front tooth and I had talked mm -hmm. to you guys about maybe redoing it at some point. Um, but it's interesting because on that meridian, lies your lower back area and your bladder and some other things that I always have problems with and that are always coming up on my Ness Health scan. I'm like, what a little coincidence that is. Um, and so when people are, when they're looking to get a root canal, um, what are your thoughts on like the pros and cons of getting a, a root canal treatment versus uh, getting an implant? Because that's the other option that, yeah. uh, that people are electing to do, but the implants aren't without their problems either mm -hmm. and failure rate too. Of course. And so it's, a, it's always going to be a case by case basis when there are certain situations. Sometimes I open these teeth up and they're, they're so infected. The whole tooth looks dark, black, or gray. And there are certain cases where it's like, Hey, this thing's got to come out. So then we're left with minimal options. Hey, we put nothing there. In some cases, you can do a bridge or a restoration that is actually superficial and doesn't have to enter into the bone. But an implant is a great option if you're not able to save your natural tooth and you have enough healthy bone around the area. There's a couple types. There's titanium and there's uh, ceramic zirconia implants. Now, the one of the most important things is to test your body and to actually see what you're compatible with. This is one of the things that we have accessible in the office too. There's tests um, like Biocomp is one company and Clifford tests where you can actually just do a quick blood draw and you send it to these companies and they will give you a 50 to 100 page book on which dental materials you're compatible with. A lot of these are looking at like type four hypersensitivity reactions. Um, but still, if you if you can see, hey, this material is going to work and this isn't, it's very, very helpful in your treatment planning. You can also do metal testing to see if you're sensitive to titanium implants. There's a company out of Europe called Meliza, and you can send them your blood and they can tell you, hey, titanium is a no-go. A lot of people are sensitive to titanium more than you would think. And so I think it's causing irritation. And I've read studies about some of the titanium particles actually disassociating from the implant and getting incorporated into the, the bloodstream of, of the person. And so 
it hasn't been around that as long for us to really know. We do see a lot of failures. I see infections around them all the time. So it's not really, you know, the end all answer, but it is a great option. But again, you have to keep it clean. You have to keep your gums clean, go in for your cleanings as often as you can. So um, I was reading something that showed that the increased number of root canals you have, so the more root canals that one has, the increased incidence of disease. Can you talk a little about that? I, I was just reading a paper as well. It was looking at an animal study and they induced root canal infections to see what went on in, in the systemic body, what's happening. And if they just um, created one root canal infection, it didn't really alter the systemic markers. But if they created four, there was a significant increase in systemic inflammation in the body. They were looking at CRP and certain biomarkers like that. So yes, for sure. It's like the more the more you have, the more at risk you are, especially because how are those procedures being done? And it all goes back to, again, most of these root canal procedures are not being done properly. So our body may be able to, you know, hold on if we just have one or two, but the more more you have, especially, especially if you're a susceptible individual and you don't have the proper genes to, to take that root canal healthily in your body, it can be a major issue. In fact, there was a study that looked at failing root canals and 70% of the failing root canals, these, these people all had a specific, a specific genetic polymorphism in their ability to make IL-1 beta, which is a major inflammatory marker in the body. It's connected with the leaky gut and everything. So these people, these 70% produce way more IL-1 beta. And so therefore, their root canal treated teeth were failing and they were getting these recurrent infections, whereas someone else who maybe didn't have that gene maybe would have been, you know, okay. And that, that procedure actually worked okay for them. So it really goes back to precision care and, and finding out how susceptible are you to disease? What's going on in your body? Are you nutrient deficient? You know, doing micronutrient testing, I supplement all my patients, you know, making sure they have the vitamin D that they need. What's interesting is that there was a study on implants, looking at implant failure, and um, vitamin D deficiency was twice the risk factor for failure of implants over smoking, which is pretty surprising because everyone in dentistry is like, oh, you can't smoke, you can't smoke, but no one's testing vitamin D levels before they do this large implant surgeries. And so it's becoming more and more are known now and slowly we're working on incorporating this into more dental offices across the US and the world. Yeah, I think if you have had a number of root canals um, and they were done conventionally, you need to be hyper aware that these are potentially creating infections that are taxing your immune system resources, which are limited, and that those resources could be going to fighting actual infections in your body. You're much more susceptible to other infections in your immune system being overwhelmed if you have these just uh, these constant infections just generating in your gum tissue and your uh, root canal treated teeth. Absolutely. It's called, I mean, it's a contributor to meta inflammation or chronic low grade inflammation throughout the body. And this is what's connected to every major, you know, chronic illness that we're seeing these days. So we don't want to create any extra burden. And this is something that, you know, you can go and get this treated and you can get it treated properly. I just had a patient uh, yesterday that came in. It, I hadn't seen him in five or six years and we took a CT scan and, you know, I saw all of these um, root canal treated teeth that were done, I don't know, 20 years ago, he said, 
and he had infections on every single one. Now, I didn't have a 3D scanner six years ago when I saw him. I was just doing, you know, my traditional treatment that I knew was great with my microscope. And now he is just blown away. He was like, everyone needs to know about this. He was like, you need to be writing articles. He's like, the union. He was like, we need to get these in all of the, all of the, all of their um, little magazines that they get and everything. And I was like, okay, let's do this. We have to inform the public of the need for the 3D imaging, the need to see a specialist, and specifically the need to get the advanced irrigation techniques and the treatment. And and that, I would probably guess, is less than 20, probably about 20% or less of the practitioners out there. So you do have to do your homework and and find one that resonates with you. Yeah, and so let's talk about tooth regeneration because this is really exciting to me because you know it's not like an either or choice. It's not like mm-hmm. either a root canal or a tooth implant. There's other choices. So how do you go about regenerating the teeth and uh, to avoid an actual root canal? So the it's like you mentioned earlier, it's really important as soon as you know something's going on, get come in right away because the sooner that we deal with these problems, the better. Um, the procedure is is critical to, like I said, use laser techniques to clean out the, the tooth properly, using the ozone therapy to clean in the deeper areas and to calm the nerve tissue down using the bioceramic materials, and then restoring the tooth properly so that it's sealed and you're using a biocompatible material. I see so many patients, um, a lot of young girls that come in and they say, hey, I had this filling place a year ago. It's so sensitive. It hurts. And the filling's not even that deep. And 100% success I have so far with going and removing the filling with the laser, ozonating the floor, placing the bioceramic, and then placing a biocompatible ceramic permanent filling material on top. And the next day, the the patients call me and they say, my tooth feels perfect. So I think it's just a matter of finding someone that's going to take the time and care to, to do these steps properly. And I'm I have an educational program, so I have courses. You can they can access on my website i-endo.com. You can click on courses and find where am I teaching, so you can learn these series of steps. I teach at UCLA, so I'm slowly integrating this in with the students and trying to get it into the curriculum. It's challenging to 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 break through procedures and ways of that they've been doing things forever. But finding someone who's open to regenerative endodontics, it's called. And there's there's for sure at least one specialist in your area that will give it a go. And um, a lot of us are passionate about it. I can't say all endodontists maybe, you know, do it, but but it's definitely a major passion for me is trying to keep the teeth alive. And it's my goal to teach more and more dentists how to do these procedures properly and restoring the teeth properly so that the bite is in harmony. Because if your tooth isn't fitting right in the bite, it can lead to so many issues. Your head position changes, you get pain in your neck and back. You can have an open mouth. So now you're you're basically, you're sleeping and your mouth's open because the way your teeth don't fit together. Your tongue goes back, it leads to sleep apnea. So it's a major domino effect by, you know, not having a occlusal um, positioning and, and restoring the teeth properly. Uh, there's other regenerative procedures, Wendy, though, that are super exciting um, that maybe you're, you're referencing. And for the last, 15 years or, or even more in endodontics, we've been able to take certain teeth that are actually dead and bring them back to life. Wow. Now it's, it's really, really cool. It's not every tooth. And if, if you've already had a root canal in a tooth, 
it's you're, it's not really a candidate for it. And the younger you are, the better. So when you're a kid, your chances are even higher. And it's definitely worth a try because the worst case scenario, if it doesn't work, you can just do the, you know, the, the full root canal procedure. But how this procedure works is you go inside and you actually do the first, the first half of the root canal procedure, which is the cleaning half. So you go into this dead nerve and you clean everything out. But instead of placing that bioceramic material all the way into the root, you actually get the body to, to create blood flow to come up into the tooth. And sometimes we use PRF, which is platelet-rich fibrin. So we actually draw your blood, a vial of it, and we spin it in a centrifuge in the office. And then we can actually get a little tiny membrane that we can put down in the tooth. And this membrane is incredible. It has tons of growth factors and stem cells in it. So it can actually promote your body to create angiogenesis, which is new blood vessels, new blood flow. So you get that blood flow to come in from the bottom of the tooth and it carries with it certain stem cells that can reside and live down at the base. Once those come up, you still place that same material. This bioceramic material is magical. I use it in every single aspect of what I do, just in different ways and use it in different consistencies. But we place that right on top of the blood clot and, and sometimes the tooth will literally come back to life and you'll see it start to grow and form a complete root structure. So it's called revascularization and it's really a phenomenal procedure. Integrative endodontics, bringing dead teeth back to life. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And what, what part does PRP play in, in what you're doing? Because I just, I love this. It's kind of like the, the PRF you were talking about, but that yeah, was used, similar. that was used in, in my tooth as well. When I, um, I actually had a, a tooth extracted and then PRP was placed in there to help it to heal faster and regenerate, et cetera. Exactly. It's an incredible tool in dentistry now. So PRP is very similar to PRF. The only difference with traditional PRP is you add in an anticoagulant. A lot of um, people in medicine that are using it, they want it to stay a liquid so that they can inject it in a knee or in a joint. But you probably use PRP that's extremely similar to PRF, maybe just a slightly different spinning cycle on the centrifuge. So essentially the same idea. And you create a membrane. So when you had your tooth extracted, Generally, you have a huge void there in that space where the tooth is out. Our teeth are bigger than you think once you pull it out and you start to feel around and like, oh, that's missing now. So in that void, in a, in a traditional extraction site, it will just fill with blood. Now that blood has a bunch of red blood cells. It also has other immune cells. And then slowly your body has to kind of get rid of any cells that die and start to grow you know, new blood vessels in and collagen. What the PRP and PRF does is it jump starts that healing process about 10, 10 days to two weeks. So you, that centrifuge is actually doing this process that your body would do naturally, but it's speeding up the, the whole thing. So when you put these little membranes in, you're already two weeks ahead of the healing process. And what that means is faster and faster bone regeneration that's going to grow into the site. So we use it during surgeries that I do around the roots. Um, I also did a study with it with Dr. Rick Miron, where we actually used the PRF and we placed it onto stem cells that are inside of the tooth and it started to grow new tooth structure. So there's a lot of really cool stuff that's happening. And so we're using that material Usually when I'm using the laser and I'm cleaning out the decay in these deeper areas, I try my best to not touch the nerve tissue. If I can prevent 
accessing the nerve tissue and keeping it completely natural, it's the best. But sometimes the decay goes right in. So in those cases, I use the laser to layer by layer remove inflamed tissue. And once I get down to an area where the nerve tissue looks healthy, which you would be surprised, it almost looks a little bit like cooked spaghetti. Okay. Um, once I see that, that nice layer, I put the PRF in a liquid form over that area and sometimes in a solid form as well. And then we put the bioceramic on top of that and you get new tooth structure to grow. So there's all these different levels of regenerative endodontics. There's just growing little rims of tooth structure to growing an entire root back. And so it's happening. It's part of our practice today. But what the future holds we hope is that we can actually grow a new tooth if we need to. So if a tooth gets infected, we can take it out, we can put a scaffold in, and a whole new tooth can emerge um, out of the body using natural substances. So there's new research coming out on that every month, and we're just trying to get it perfect so that we can start using it in humans. That's amazing. So you can pull a tooth out and place a structure there where a new tooth can grow. Yeah, there was a new study that just came out. I'll send it over to you. Um, that's talking about using a scaffold to just grow a new tooth. I love yeah, it. I love amazing. it. Yeah. And so if you've caught anyone's attention that wants to come work with you personally, where can everyone find you? Uh, again, you can check out my website. It's just i-endo.com, or you can just Google Dr. Val Cantor, and it should come right up. And we're more than happy to talk to and work with any doctor. I love the functional medicine community. Any dentist that wants to know more, there's tons of opportunities for that. And patients, Star at my front desk is awesome, and she can answer any questions that you guys have, and we'll get you in the right direction, even if you can't come out to L.A. personally. We'll help you find someone in your area that can help. Fantastic. And I love that you're using Ness Health and the My Health also using yeah, me incorporating too. bioenergetics into your practice. That's awesome. Yes, I have actually, it on me all day. I've never heard of a dentist that, that's using uh, the My Health. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. yeah. So everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Myers Detox podcast. And, and Dr. Cantor, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. That was so interesting. So good. I've had many, many, many dentists on the show did not even come close to this key information. So, so thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm glad to be of any help. Thank you so much, Wendy. And thanks for all that you're doing as well. Yeah. So everyone, thanks for tuning in. And, you know, I'm doing this show. I do this podcast because I want to give you the information, that empowerment to make the choices to meet your health goals. And dental care is so, so important. If you if it's done wrong, it can have detrimental effects on your health. So you've got to find a good dentist in your area or travel to one where you can get the, the treatment that you need that can salvage your health. So and turn it around also. So thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you guys next week.